Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues the 60th year Diamond Jubilee series with the message titled, Somewhere You Have Never Been Before. a word from the Lord this morning that is found in the book of Joshua chapter number three and verses one through verse four the a clause that first clause of verse number four this is another message in the series that we have called the diamond jubilee series series of messages that God has given us uh, as we celebrate, as we consecrate, as we elevate ourselves in this Diamond Jubilee year here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Amen. When God gave me the assignment to put together this series, I clearly heard him say to me that choose those passages that have touched your life, those passages that mean so much to you and share them with the congregation, such as the case this morning with Joshua chapter 3. Listen to the reading of God's word beginning at verse number 1, concluding verse number 4. Verse 1, the New Living Translation, and it reads, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River. Take note where they are. They are now at the edge, at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camp before crossing. Verse 2, three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, when you see the Ark, when you see the presence of God, move out, somebody say move out, from your positions, and follow them. Listen to the A clause of verse number four where the subject is found today. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. And those who love God's word said amen, amen, amen. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject somewhere you have never 
been before. Y'all help me wave at someone around you and say, God is getting ready to elevate you to a place where you've never been before. Clap those hands as you take your seats. Ooh, somewhere you've never been before. God gave me this message months ago, Elder Sarah, and I have just waited and anticipated, and my soul has been on fire reading and studying this passage and this word because God says you've arrived to a place you've come to a place where I'm about to take you somewhere else that you've never been before anybody receive that as prophetic word for you listen on, on last week we talked about being elevated by God to do what we call greater works. Somebody help me say greater works. Greater works not for ourselves, not for our church, not for our ministry, but greater works for the kingdom of God as a ministry to do greater works. As individual believers empowered to do greater works. It was stated in last week's message that we should never become content with what we have been blessed by God to do in the past. Nor should we become complacent with what God is blessing us to do today. In other words, do not become content nor complacent. Remember, we said to you as we began this month on last week that we never reach a point in our life where we have arrived. I know some of you think you're there. <laughs> some of you with your bougie self, you thank you. You you think, man, I'm there. I'm I'm living my best life. Well, guess what? God still has a place that he can take you that eye has not seen or ear heard. Don't ever become content with what we've done or complacent to say that we are doing enough. For it was also said in last week that as people of faith, we should constantly remind ourselves that there is always more to be done. See, if you are of that mentality that you've done enough, then you sit down and you become complacent and content. And you become spiritually obese. And your spiritual arteries become blocked because you are not moving enough, Pastor Lawson. 
There's some people with blocked arteries because you sit on the couch too long. I'm talking about spiritually now, okay? And there's some people that, that, that can't go any place seeing a growth in your life because you've become content with what you are. I refuse to be a part of a church that all they can talk about is the good old days. Okay. I just, I didn't like that when I was a teenager. I didn't like that when I was 20 or 30. I certainly don't even like it now. Okay. I, I don't like, it, it's all right to refer to what God has done. Celebrate what God has done. But you can't live in a time capsule in which you are stuck in a certain time period. Some folk are just stuck. Some folk are just stuck. Ain't nothing changed. They act the same way. They treat people the same way. Some got the same outfits. <laughs> Just stuck in a place where they're content. They're complacent. But God says there's more to be done. Look at someone and say, more souls to be saved, more lives to touch, higher heights to ascend to. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. And as we seek to represent the kingdom of God in ways that will be pleasing to God, God says we have to develop that mindset as if that this is a journey and not a destination. One way we can do this is to allow the Lord to use us in ways like he has never used us before, doing things we have never done before in places that we have never been before, both literally metaphorically and spiritually take us to a place we have not been before do something with us you have not done before what I admire so much about Bishop Jackson is that he always had a vision Deacon Albert Simmons you remember that when, when, when he built what is now the dining room which was the youth center you remember that and Bishop said, God says, build a place for young people and put games and footsie balls and, and where they can play games and have fun. And some of his preaching friends criticized him because they didn't believe that young people ought to have fun. Okay. But God was using Bishop Jackson and the congregation then uh, to, to go somewhere they had not been before. And God is using us. God, God has a road map for all of us. God has a place where he wants all of us to go. God has a journey he wants all of us to travel on. Don't you think that God is through with you? I don't care how old you are, how young you are. God always, if you don't have anything other than a telephone ministry, if, if, if you're not mobile, if you can't move around, don't you sit there and feel sorry for yourself and wait on people to call you. You call and encourage somebody else. 
God has something for you to do. The question, however, is this. Are we up for the challenge? Look at someone and say, are you up for the challenge? Are we as a family up for the challenge? In order to perhaps clearly understand that challenge, it is important that we turn to our text. Important for us to look at uh, the passage of Holy Scripture that God has given us for today's message. Because in this text, we have a great example of this particular challenge. Let us examine it and see what happened as well as the implications for those of us who are living today. Look at the text for a moment. Allow me to get into the text. Our text is an important passage of Scripture. I love this text. I told the church this morning, it is one of my favorite Old Testament references, and I sarcastically said to the church, and I said that a couple Sundays ago, somebody said, Pastor, how many favorite scriptures you have? Every week is one of your favorite scriptures. I said, it's just like my mama said, all my kids are my favorite kids, okay? <laughs> and so it's everything in the Bible is good to me. But this reference is particularly important to me. It meant a lot to me in my spiritual development. Let me share the context of this text. It, it involves Joshua and the children of Israel and their wilderness experience. In fact, it was towards the end of their wilderness experience. In order to fully appreciate where they are, you have to let your mind go back into Moses and how Moses delivered the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt. You remember that when they were in bondage in Egypt and God sent Moses back to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Uh, and having been delivered from Egypt, you know the story of the deliverance, how God said to Moses, Pharaoh resisted, and God says, I've got one more thing I'm going to do to get their attention, kill a lamb, kill something, and put the blood on the doorposts of the people of God. And when I see the blood, when the death angels see the blood, it will pass over them. Pharaohs then delivered and allowed them to go free. They faced the Red Sea, came to a point in their life in which they wondered why God brought us here. God said to Moses, stand still. You know the story, don't you? See the salvation of the Lord. They cross over on dry land through the Red Sea. God closed the sea, and Pharaoh's and his army was drowned in the Red Sea. And now here's where it goes wrong. Because to this point, they were moving forward. Having crossed the Red Sea, they entered into a place simply known in biblical scholarship as the wilderness. Wilderness was a place just outside of Egypt, just before Canaan, which was the promised land. I'm going somewhere, I promise you. Look at somebody and say the wilderness. Why is that important, Pastor Darrell? Because God said to me, there are a whole lot of folk that are in the wilderness. 
They have left bondage, but they don't have the faith to get to Canaan. Who am I preaching to? Not what they used to be, but not what God wants them to be. Can I preach? So they found themselves in the wilderness. And listen, here's where it goes wrong. They were stuck, Elder Jennifer Abney, in the wilderness for 40 long years. Help me, Holy Ghost. How can you be stuck in a place that you were only supposed to be there for days and you have been stuck on a spiritual merry-go-round for 40 years. Some of you are still stuck. Some of you are in that place and you think you're going somewhere, but you're on a merry-go-round because you see the same thing over and over. Somebody lift those hands and say, Lord, deliver us. Lord, deliver us. Stuck in the wilderness for 40 years. The question then perhaps should be why? The answer is found in the book of Numbers. Uh, because of their rebellion and disobedience, because God said to them, go possess the land. They listened to 10 spies who came back and said, yes, we saw the land, but we saw giants in that land. They did not believe that they could conquer what God has promised. I feel like preaching to somebody. Question today is can you possess what God has promised? You don't have to work for it. You don't have to develop it. They didn't have to create it. All they had to do is walk into a place that God has already promised. Because of their disobedience, they found themselves on a 40-year merry-go-round. 40 years in the same place going nowhere. In fact, the Bible says that their shoes and sandals did not wear out because they didn't go anywhere. Some of you won't ever wear out because you don't do anything. 40 years on the same merry-go-round. Going nowhere. God was disgusted, was upset with their rebellion and their disobedience. And here's God's plan. And because God did not want to kill them all off, because God wanted to protect the new generation, God allowed it to exist for 40 years until the old rebellious, hard-headed folk had died. Help me, Holy Ghost. Some of you, God says, I love you enough not to kill you, but I'll just let you die. Because the only way we can get progress is that somebody got to move out of the way. There's some Uzziahs blocking the anointing of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, Isaiah said, And in the year 
that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. The Lord allowed them to die off. And they all, everyone who left Egypt with Moses died in the wilderness with the exception of Joshua and Caleb. The only two who believed that they could possess the land. Now listen to what God did. God raised up a new generation. Even Moses died in the wilderness. One of the saddest chapters you can read is Deuteronomy chapter 34, the end of the book of Deuteronomy. It tells about what happened to Moses, how God took Moses up to Mount Nebo, and God allowed Moses to look out the Pisgrim Valley and saw the promised land. And God said to Moses, this is what I promised Abraham. But then in the midst, can I preach this? In the midst, God says to Moses, but you won't get there. I'll show it to you, but you won't step foot in the promised land. Why, Moses? Because you allow those stiff-necked, rebellious, hard-headed, no-anointing folk to help you lose your blessing. Look, I love all of y'all, but y'all are not keeping me out of heaven, okay? I, I told the Lord, do what you got to do to get me to heaven. Either move them or move me, but I got to go to heaven. Because Moses put up with that foolishness. Deuteronomy 34, Moses died on a mountaintop but never stepped foot in the promised land. Can I preach this? And now God raises up a new generation. Preach, Pastor Jackson. God raises up, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, a generation that never knew Egypt. God raises up a generation who had not been in bondage, but yet they had not reached Canaan. Can I preach? God raised up a generation that were all born in the wilderness. Somebody help me say wilderness babies. God raised up a generation who were born in transition. They were born to parents and they were born to grandparents who were stiff-necked and hard-headed. And God says, I love you all so much. I'm going to wait till grandmama pass before I really do what I need to do. I'm going to wait until your daddy and mama who think they know everything get off the scene until I bless you to do what I've called you to do because I love them so much that I'm going to let them slowly just pass away. And then I'm going to do something for you that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It was a time of transition. The truth is we all at some point in our lives will experience times of transition. Joshua chapter 1, uh, God talks to Joshua about that and God says to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, let me get through this because I'm feeling the anointing on this and I really want to teach you this. And I'm hearing God says, Share this. Chapter 1, verse 2, the Lord says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving. See, Moses brought them through the Red Sea, but that was the journey, not the destination. Moses brought them out of Egypt, but that was the process. That was not where God was taking them. But God says, Joshua! I'm about to do something for you that I did not even do for Moses. I'm going to use you to lead them to a new place. Listen to what God says to Joshua, chapter 1, verse 5. God says to Joshua, I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Somebody needs to hear this word. God says, I will not fail you or abandon you. Can I say that again? Somebody who thinks the whole world has given up on you, God says the devil is a liar. God says, I will not fail you or abandon you. Y'all help me encourage somebody and wave your hands at them and say, God has not left you. Say, God is not through with you yet. Anybody know that God will never abandon you? Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God your best praise because God said, I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Is there anybody happy that God is still on your side? Is there anybody so glad that when you woke up this morning, God was right there on your side. Somebody ought to take this moment to give God a good 30 seconds. Clap your hands, open your mouth, throw your head back, and say, God is on my side. Help me preach this. Wave at your neighbor, some neighbor. God is still on your side. God is a very present help in the time of trouble. Who woke you up this morning? Who started you on your way? Who put food on your table? Clothes on your back? Oh, this is a good time to give God a good praise. Getting ready to take Joshua. Ooh, I don't need, I don't want you to miss this. And these wilderness babies on a special journey. Ooh, anybody who feel you've been in this place long enough? God, I'm ready. I'm ready to go someplace that God has for you. Listen, God was about to take Joshua and these wilderness babies on a special journey to a place they had never been before. To a place that their parents and their grandparents 
to a place that Moses never stepped foot in. Ooh. God says, I'm about to bless you in ways that no one in your family ever imagined that you can be this blessed. See, some, some of you are so grateful that God has blessed you and you've got good jobs, living in good homes, and God has been good to you, and you know you didn't do it on your own. You know that it was God who was right there by your side, and you can't help but come in church and think of the goodness of Jesus and begin to praise God. Somebody right now, oh God, some kind of praise for where God has brought you from and what God has. Is there, anyone want to help me? Look at somebody say, you owe God your best praise. That job you have, but God. That house you live in, but God. That retirement check, but God. But can I preach? May I preach? But I need all the praises. Throw your head back and say, but God. The next part of this message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said this at eight. Pastor Lawson, you were here. Thank you for your faithfulness and all the others. Next part of this message. Perhaps the most significant thing I have said all year long. And perhaps the most significant thing that I will say for the rest of this year. In order to appreciate it, let us read the instructions given to Joshua and the children of Israel in verses 3 and 4. See, what, see, God says, in order to go somewhere you've never been before, you've got to prepare yourself for the journey. You can't just wake up with no bags packed. See, see... My wife and I, my sister, my brother-in-law, we just came back for a wonderful vacation, gone for 10 days. I just didn't wake up that morning. So, oh, got to get to the airport. I had to pack in advance. I had to get my passport. I had to get documents. I, I had to get, oh, yeah. Look at somebody say, get ready to travel. Get ready. Who am I preaching to? I'm preaching to somebody. You, you, you've got to get ready to travel because God says I am about to take you to a place you have not been before but here are the instructions when you see the Levitical priests carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God move out from your current position and follow them. 
I'll get there. Since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Three key insights from these incredible verses. And listen, this is not just hyperbole. I just, I don't, I, I want you to hear this. Uh, I've said a lot of things this year. I, I've preached a lot of sermons. And, and, and I've preached long enough to get out of the impressing business. I, I, I just want to connect the dots, okay? Three key things. Three key insights from these verses everybody needs to take away. Because if you are going to get somewhere you've never been before, whoo, Elder Robert Wilson, they need to know this. God's going to do something for you, and I believe he is, Deacon Stephon, that God has never done before. God says you need to hear these instructions. May I preach this? Uh, Y'all going to give me some time. To, I, I, I promise you I won't be long. I can do all of this in 10 to 12 minutes or even less. Number one is this. Number one is this. Here's what the text says. Ooh, put it right there on the board. Y'all look at it. Let it marinate in your spirit. Number one is this. Move out of your current position. I can't take you out of the wilderness until you get the wilderness out of you. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, immediately sometimes when, I, when God first gave me, I said, God, they, they were talking literal. And God said, yeah, but I want you to give a spiritual application to this text. And God said, yes, they had to move literally from one place to another, but they had to move in other places as well. Some of you are stuck in a place that God says in order for me to take you somewhere you have not been before, you've got to be willing to get up and move out of your current position. Some of us are so adverse to change. You've been sitting in the same area, in the same pew since 2001. That's just how you say, I know my wife looking at me, how, used we are, how we are so used to contentment and how we're so used to doing the same thing over and over again. But y'all help me preach this. Look at somebody, wave your hands just in the air and say, move out of your current position. You can't get to a new place still being mean and evil. Preach, Pastor Jackson. You can't get to a new place still being jealous and envious. Who am I preaching to? You can't get to a new place still being hypocritical. You can't get to a new place shout on Sunday, cuss on Monday. God says, if I'm going to take you to the place that I promise you, you've got to move out of your current position. 
Some of you, God's challenged you right now to move. Look at somebody and say, move. When the Lord gets ready, you got to move. Somebody, God's been pushing you to move. God's been pushing you to this altar for the last six months and you haven't gotten here yet. God's been pushing you to make a commitment. You haven't made it yet. God says in order for me to take you to a place you've not been before, you've got to move out of your current position. And here's the second one that is so important. And I want to preface this by saying I am not talking about any individuals or any ministry. I just need to say generically what God told me to say. And please take this in the spirit in which God has given me. Follow the presence of the Lord and those whom God has anointed to lead. Some of you follow the flavor of the month. Some of you follow fads. Some of you follow personalities. Some of you are enamored and some of you are enthralled with certain personalities. And God says, you need to follow the presence of the Lord. Uh, Bishop Jakes is not your God. Pastor Jackson is not your God. No other pastor is your God. You got to follow the presence of the Lord. He says, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, that represents the presence of God. When you wake up, you got to say, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Anybody want to follow God? Follow God, follow God, follow God, follow God. And here is the second part of this insight. Follow those whom God has anointed to lead before you hook your wagon up to something find out who their wagon is hooked up with yeah 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 preach Pastor Jackson because everybody who can make you hoop and dance can't lead you into heaven gifts and callings comes without repentance. Everybody who can make you feel good cannot take you to the next level. There are some people that are no more than the flavor of the moment and they have no depthness. They have no relationship with God. It's the anointing that destroys them. Listen to this very carefully. Before anyone makes a decision to be a part of Bible Way and to follow this ministry, check me out. Check out what I say on Facebook. Check out what I say on social media. And if I talk about me more than God, then you need to find somebody else to lead. If everything you say is about how great you are and not how great God is, then there's something wrong with that. Check somebody out before you follow them because there's some folk that are no more than false prophets dressed up in a fake anointing. Check it out. Check out how I treat my family. Check out what kind of husband I've been for 40 years. 
Check out how I talk to the brothers on the parking lot. Check out how I treat anybody. See, you can treat folk with VIP special, but you aren't judged by how you treat folk that think you're somebody. Check out how I treat the bag man at the grocery store. Check out how you speak to everybody. And I, 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 God has blessed me. I was a young preacher. Ooh. I was so impressed with this particular man of God. Oh, I, I was so impressed. I was enthralled with him. Sister Regina, I just, I, I just this is who I want to be like. I, I went, until I had the opportunity to be around him. And I had the opportunity to be around him, and we were together, and somebody was speaking to him, and he said, let's go, let's go, let's go. I said, they spoke to you. He said, I don't talk to anybody. I said, huh? He says, he, he says, don't belittle yourself by talking to anybody. There's certain people in your circle God wants you to talk to. I came back home and fell on my knees and I said, Lord, let Uzziah die so I can see the Lord. And the Lord says, see, you were looking at the gifts, but you didn't see an anointing. The anointing is who you are when nobody's looking. The anointing is who you are when it's pitch dark. The anointing is how you treat your family. The anointing is what kind of husband you are. The anointing is what your family says about you. Proverbs 31 says the great woman children call her blessed. Before God can take you to a place you've not been, you've got to follow the presence of the Lord and follow those whom God has anointed to lead. Woo! And here's the third and the final one as you rest upon your feet. Woo! Oh, yeah, yeah. Be prepared. Get your mind ready. Woo! Get your mind ready. Uh, Mother Rose, I said this morning, uh, my dear cousin, Elder Frank English, who I love like a brother, say, my heart is fixed, my mind's made up. I've come too far to turn around now. Look at somebody say, get prepared to go somewhere in your mind, in your heart that you've never been before. Lord, change my mind. Lord, get me ready to go somewhere I've never been before. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get, get ready for Leave your seat. 
is open but I want to close with verse number 5 Joshua chapter 3 <laughs> New Living Translation Ooh, I'll wait until they put it on the board for me Ooh, because I want you to see something uh, tell somebody get ready get ready Joshua 3 verse Number five, then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves for tomorrow. Tomorrow simply means the next day, the next move. For tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among you. Look at somebody say, get ready. Purify yourself for tomorrow. God is going to do something great for you. Look at somebody say, it's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing coming my way. A season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming from me. Anyone's ready? Lift those hands. And I'm getting ready to prophesy before Regina come. God says, I will take you somewhere you've never been before. Someone is going to get a job you never thought you could get. Someone, God is going to take you to a level you never thought you would be. Get ready for this new season right now. Lift those hands all over this place. Man, come on, tell them, Regina, it's a new season. It's a new season. Woo! Uh, it's a new day. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Coming. It's flowing my way. It's a season of power. And prosperity. And prosperity. It's a new season. And it's coming to me. Say it again, Regina. I'm about to lift off. 
God wanted me to take my time to share these three insights. If you are going to end up in a place you've never been before, God says these three things keep in mind. Move out of your current position. You can't go to the promised land with a wilderness mentality. I know the wilderness is all you know, God said to the children of Israel. But I'm going to bless you to go somewhere else. But you've got to be willing to leave the wilderness. <laughs> Second key thing is this. Follow the presence of the Lord. Don't get so caught up into personalities. Don't get caught up in the fad of the month, the flavor of the month, the flavor of the year. Follow God. And then follow those whom God has anointed to lead with the presence of God. Why is this important? I wish I had time to preach this. Sean, I wish I could preach this. Maybe I need to do a Bible study on this. You know why this was important? Because the Jordan River was overflowing its banks. The Jordan River was higher than what it had ever been before. It was the harvest season according to the text. And the river was overflowing. And God says you got to follow people that won't drown you. Follow people that won't let you drown. Some of you are following people right off a cliff. Because here's what happened. When those with the anointing woo, stepped foot in the Jordan, the rivers dried up and they walked across on dry land. Bishop Jackson had the presence of God. So when Bishop Jackson stepped out, God moved the obstacles so we can walk across. Follow those with the anointing because you're going to go to a place that if you're not careful, people will get you drowned. And you'll end up worse than what you've ever been in your life. 
Number three, be prepared to go somewhere you've never been before. It's a mindset. It's a new season. Close those eyes. Perhaps God is challenging you right now. Some of you said, Pastor, I feel like I've been stuck in my seat wanting to make that next move. Something has held me back. Ooh, I'm here to declare the devil is a liar. It is 1230 on a Sunday afternoon. And we are concluding this service by declaring God has somewhere special for you to go and do. If God is talking to you, then after this prayer, meet me at the altar. I will wait there for you. Be there with you to embrace this new season that God is doing, that God is taking you in your life. Lord, we thank you. We, we, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you for Joshua chapter 3. Thank you for reminding us that you are about to take us across the Jordan River. But in order to get there, we have to move from our current position. We have to follow the presence of God and those whom God has anointed to lead. And then we have to be prepared to go somewhere we've not been before and embrace a new season in our lives. We accept that, Lord. Use us in a mighty way. Someone right now is about to get to that next level. You are about to elevate someone right now beyond where anyone ever thought they would be. It is already done, and we say thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the church said amen, amen. Look at somebody and say it's a new season. Uh, come on, anyone want to make that commitment today? It's a new, if you want to make that commitment. Look at God. Come on. Look at those. Thank you all. Come. It's a, it's a new season. Look at all these young people. Young people. Take you. Someone else walk down those aisles. Come on. God is calling you right now. Anyone. This is your moment. This is your day. Anyone else, clap your hands. Give God a hand of praise right now as we celebrate. It's a souls listen I think we ought to clap like they did at Williams Bryce Stadium
You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Somewhere You Have Never Been Before, Please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 091023. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 091023. September is Young Adult Month at Bible Way. All young adults and the young at heart are invited to join us for the following activities. Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m., join us for a special midweek service with Faith Jacobs. Saturday, September 23rd, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., join us for an adults-only all-white party celebrating 60 years of great things and beyond. This free event will be held in the Harlem Street parking lot on the campus of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road and will feature live music, a jazz band, refreshments, and much more. Attire is all white with sneakers and pearls. To attend, please register online at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.